Hi, everybody. Welcome to the latest edition of Volley. I'm Carolyn April, and as always, looking for my good buddy, Seth, Seth Robinson. Hey, how you doing? I'm doing pretty well. How are you? I'm good. You uh, had travel again this week, right? Yeah, yeah, I did. I was down at the Ingram Cloud Summit, which was in Florida, South Florida. Um, it was lovely down there, and... Um, uh, it was a good event. Lots of people. This event is probably five years old at this point, and it has become. It has really turned into one of the premier events. It's definitely one of the bigger ones that Ingram does uh, in the year, and and it's becoming kind of a must attend for a lot of folks in the channel and the distribution world. So, good show. Good show. Yeah, you said that you were up against like eight other sessions. So, I mean, that's just a ton of tracks that they must have. And uh, you said that yours was still pretty full. So, like how many yeah. people total do you think it is? Yeah, I don't know exactly, but it, it's in the thousands yeah, for yeah. sure. Yeah, they had it at this ginormous um, resort, the Boca Raton Resort and Club, it's called. But it's more like a complex. And, you know, you, you could walk from end to end. It was a long distance, and you were still bumping into a million people that were there attending the conference. So my guesstimate would be we were well into the thousands of people that were there. Huh. Yeah, it was a nice place. Very well, nice. I'm glad to hear that your uh, session went well. Uh, your session was actually on your new report, which I think you launched right before you left. And uh Wanted to get some of your thoughts on that. I know that uh, the the topic of the report was operational efficiency, very focused on the IT channel, right? On channel firms, managed service providers, things like that, right? Yeah, definitely. It's very much a channel study, um, and and it even more specifically pertains to MSPs for the most part. But everybody needs to be efficient within their business. So, um, but it, yeah, de you're right. It was definitely a, a channel study, and it is what I presented on this week, and. You know, there's a lot of interest in it. It's not, you know, it's not the sexiest topic. Let's let's be honest. It's sort of wonky, but it's important. Um, you know, it's important. If people want to make decent money in their business, it's not all about racking up sales and you know pulling in top line revenue. If you are uh, running an inefficient business internally, uh, you're gonna you're gonna leave a lot of money on the table. Um, despite the fact that your sales reps might be killing it out there, bringing it in. And um, and that's kind of the main message of this study and trying to get to the bottom of um, how well or not well companies are doing in a whole bunch of functional areas. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and I thought that you did something kind of interesting with the study, that as I was reading it, you, you introduced business transformation uh, to kind of kick off the discussion. Mm -hmm. And... As you were going through the study, you kind of segmented out different parts of transformation. And I think that the the fact that you focused on the channel really brought to light that I think a lot of channel firms get confused or, or, or it's, it is confusing for them what kind of transformation we're talking about. So I think that in some ways, channel firms might think that they're talking about transforming their portfolio. And so what new things am I going to sell? And because of these new things that I'm selling, how does that change the structure of my business? I think that a lot of other firms think about business transformation, like you've been talking about for a long time. So trying to shift from maybe just a value-added reseller into a managed solution provider. But I think if we're talking about operational efficiency, I wonder how many channel firms are actually going through what I look at on the end user side quite a bit, which is digital transformation, which is 
okay, these are the things that you're trying to sell, but are you actually incorporating them into your business? Are you changing the way your business runs? Not not just your business model to shift to recurring revenue, not just your portfolio, but are you changing the way your business runs because of technology that you bring in? And I don't know that that I feel that a lot of channel firms are doing that. You know, when I'm talking to them, I feel like they're focused a lot on, I want to sell this. And I was actually talking with Lisa Person who runs our cloud community this week. And she was saying that a lot of our cloud community feel like they have trouble getting their clients to buy into cloud products or cloud services. And my question kind of would be, well, are you using them, you know, in your business? Can you talk to them about how transformative this technology is? And I think all of those things feed into the channel firm, which is what makes these transformation discussions so interesting for the IT channel. No, that's, that is an excellent point. Um, there, I think a lot of these channel companies are so focused on bringing digita digitization to their customers, and that's what they're trying to sell, as you said. And, uh, and, and I don't know that, but, you know, under the covers, they're doing any of that themselves within their own business. You're totally spot on there. And that is what this fundamentally is about when we talk about operational efficiency. I mean, are you joining the new world order as much as you're trying to push that on your on your end customers um, and your clients? And I don't have I don't have a, a surefire answer for that one because I don't know. I think there are some forward thinking channel companies and then there are um, those that are not. And, but one data point that I'll point out, like throughout the study, we did segmentation based on the level of business transformation that channel companies say they have reached or are at. And those who said they're at a high degree of transformation, and by the way, the, the number who said they're at a high degree of transformation has doubled just about um, from 2013, if we look back that many years, uh, it's still only in the 20% range of people who put themselves in that bucket. Most most of these channel firms say they're at some moderate stage of, of business transformation. And again, to your point, business transformation could mean many different things. Um, so it isn't just, you know, it, it may not be in their mind, this whole digital, moving to the digital world, it may be moving to recurring revenue, it may be becoming a vertical specialist in some industry. Um, or maybe adding, you know, expanding their portfolio or changing their port portfolio uh, into different technologies to sell. However, when you look at those who are at a high degree of transformation, most of those folks also said that they were very proactive about how they approach operational efficiency. Um, they may employ some of the, you know, metrics and standards and protocols for being able to accurately measure how their process efficiency is running. I mean, all those sort of things that um, mainstream businesses do, um, big giant enterprise businesses do, but, you know, have to do, and they have you know entire staffs devoted to that. So there's a direct correlation between you're moving your business into a new direction and you're also taking a look at how you run your business. That Those are totally correlated. And I think for any channel company out there, the advice is if you're gonna start making a move to a new business model, to the digital world, uh, to a new vertical, you really need to take a look at how your ship runs today internally and make sure that you're being as, as efficient as possible in what you do now because when you make the move, it becomes even more difficult uh, and you're, you know, you're basically on uncharted territory and, and, and you want to be able – you don't want to bring bad process into a new business model. That's, that's, that's the basic message. Right, right. And – do you get a sense that a lot of channel firms um, don't have a lot of practice at doing kind of that internal gut check? I was interested to see that when you were talking about transformation, 
and I, I think you were framing it as business transformation, but the way that you asked it in the survey, you said, you know, what are, what are the drivers here? And the companies that replied to you said that the number one driver was customer demand. That, that was yeah. the number one driver of business transformation. And I think it's interesting that these channel firms would say that an external driver like customer demand is the primary thing that would change their internal processes. Uh, I, I feel like maybe there's a disconnect there that again, they, they might be confusing it a little bit and thinking like, okay, we've got customer demand, which means we need to change our portfolio and our services, but that still isn't getting at the heart of our, our internal processes. Like right. you said, you know, fine tuned so well that we can turn the ship and start doing these new things. Yeah, I think the customer customer demand part is for changing their business model. So you've got now, you know, customers, line of business folks. And I, I actually, in my session this week, we talked a lot about this. We got on this tangent for a while. And it's that the, the customer, it's not just that the customer is demand, the customer's changing. I guess that's the fundamental thing. It's like the, the old, the customer you used to do business with, the IT department, the CIO's office, whatever it is, the, is not the customer that you increasingly today are, are starting to do business with. And that would be more of the line of business buyers. And they have different, they have different demands, different approaches. They want to, they're, they're very nimble and they want to move fast. You know, I, oh, this, this app, this cloud app looks really cool. My department will totally benefit. We want it and we want it tomorrow. And so I think that is forcing, and we want to pay you on a contractual basis. We want this to be a services engagement. We're not buying a bunch of hardware. And so that's changing the way that channel firms need to, a, run their business. I mean, they need to move away from just being a value-added reseller and move into services, move into consulting, move into putting customers on contracts that they then manage and monitor and, and help them with. Um, so I think that's part of the message behind customer demand being the thing that cha- forces people into business transformation. But the problem is, is that a lot of channel firms are like, yes, okay, cool. Customers want this. The market's telling us we should do this gung-ho into a new business model. But what they're not doing in droves is then saying, well, how does this impact how we run the operations? How we do business you know, internally today with this particular business model, the, the same metrics don't apply to the new business model. And have we actually thought about what those new ones might be? And I think that's where the, there's, a, there's a disconnect right there. I really like the way you framed that out to say customer demand is driving business transformation. So a change to the business model, a change to the portfolio, and then those things are what should be driving internal improvements to operations or yes. um, digital transformation. You know, it yeah. is probably the way that I would say it there, again, with with the folks that I've had on, on non-channel firms or whatever. Um, that that's kind of the the progression, and and I think you're right that a lot of companies, whether they're in the channel or not, are probably perceiving some kind of external driver that has to force them into doing something different. But they might not be making that step into okay, as we do this different thing, how are we going to change? What new metrics are we going to use? Uh, how can we use technology to affect that change? Uh, that uh, that eventually drives that external goal or objective or number that we're wanting to hit. Yeah, I, I mean, I talked to folks this week, and 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 I've heard this thread before with other channel companies I've spoken with, and what they struggle, what they're struggling with, 
is moving to a new business model, but almost none of them are going to move completely. They still maintain their legacy business model, for lack of a better word, um, because it makes sense for them. They're small companies. Um, this is still generating the majority of their revenue. So, um, you know, and they have people to pay and they've got, you know, they have their expenses that they got to deal with. And so they can't just say jettison that and, you know, we're done. We're not going to sell hardware anymore. We're, we're hundred percent a services company being, you know, as of, as of Monday, you know, they, they can't do that. And so this is when the operational struggle comes in because they're trying to get into this new area and that has its own set of process and, you know, and ways of being efficient and how you will measure, measure results. And the old way of doing business had its own set of, uh, of metrics and, and processes, et cetera. And so I got I a guy in my audience this week, he was in the front row and he asked to say, he's like, this is what we really are struggling with is how do you keep both of these things, both of these engines going in the way that they need to. It's really, really hard because um, you want to focus on the new way, new way of doing business, but at the economics of it don't allow them to neglect or get rid of the old way of doing business. It's the old innovators dilemma thing, right? That yeah. even, even for those companies that can see that there has to be a change, that something's coming, uh, they are baked into what they've been doing. Um, and I mean, this this ties back a little bit, I think, to the discussion that we were having with Jay McBain uh, last time on on the podcast that there, there's a big shift happening. And, and it's not the death of anything, but it's just that everything is going to look different. And mm -hmm. if, if you can't see how you can get from where you are today to where you need to go, then it then it does begin to feel like a little bit of a death, or like you know that business model just isn't gonna gonna be working for the foreseeable future. Uh, but I, I think that a lot of companies are are sort of struggling with how exactly do we you know shed the legacy you know infrastructure or operational style or organizational chart that we used to have in order to become more nimble or serve the customer better or do whatever. Yeah, or, or or make more money. I mean, I, I think these companies realize they've got to make a move. But it's, uh, you know, I I I won't chastise a single one of them uh, for not doing it fast enough or efficient enough because I I, really, I, I recognize how difficult um, such a move is. These are not you know large organizations. And if you look at my data, you know the largest companies that we measure um, are moving faster and and they are um, and they are less. Um, they're less caught up in the efficiency problem, and that makes total sense. But the smaller companies, they struggle with it, and they may not even know that they need to be doing some of this stuff. Some of these small companies are very profitable. They're doing fine, um, but they could be much more profitable, and they just don't even know it. And it's all the little levers that you can pull up and down within your internal operations that would help them move from, you know, 20% margin, profit margins to, you know, 40%, and they don't realize it though and because if you're making 20 percent, you're like you know and you're a small company and you're like all right i'm doing all right um unbeknownst to you you could be doing so much better mm -hmm. I, I i think this is just a business struggle right now for a lot of these firms i wonder if the metrics that you identified in the report wouldn't be something that could help bridge the gap right that like you can you don't have to change everything but like if you start using some some new metrics in the business and you start measuring things differently and say, this is where we want to see improvement. 
you don't have to give up on the other things, maybe that you shuffle the priority a little bit, but I think the two that you identified as being really on the top for things that companies want to measure that will, will help drive more operational efficiency. Now that we're really focused internally, how do you drive that? And it was ROI on new investments, which I think we see a ton of as IT is shifting from being tactical to strategic. That ROI calculation is very, very different from what it used to be. And then repeatable processes, which I think makes a ton of sense that, you know, companies might not have measured that as much before. But now that you can automate, now that you can use technology to bring in some level of intelligence into your processes and make them more repeatable, that maybe makes sense as something that you can measure that, again, doesn't have to divert you from anything that you had been doing before. But by measuring things in a different way, it begins to nudge towards a little bit more efficiency. Yeah. I mean, the process part of it is so important for managed services. You need, I mean, the whole point, the only way to really make money in managed services, because the margins can be slim, you can't be customizing for everybody. All of all of your customers, it has to be every part of the process from the business development and demand, you know, demand generation to the sale, to the signing of the contract, to the onboarding of their environment, because you're going to manage it and all of their infrastructure and whatever it is, if it's in the cloud or if it's on-premises. And that has to be streamlined. That has to be a, a, a person. You hire a tech or a salesperson, and that literally needs to be a process that's on a sheet of paper that this person does over and over and over again for every single customer engagement. Um, and then you can make. You, then you're then you're maximizing your profit, your outcome from that. And MSPs who aren't able to do that, they they run into a lot of trouble. So you're right. Some of this stuff sounds simple, like, okay, we should have a process for this. We get, But as we've all known in our career, I've worked a million places, it, there often isn't. You know, there often isn't. And um, you almost need a champion to make that a priority within an organization. Yeah. Like I said, I, I think I see similar things uh, in some of the studies that I do that aren't quite as focused within the IT industry. But we've been having this whole discussion about how the IT industry is changing, uh, and it's changing, you know, partly in response to the way that IT can happen today. Uh, yeah. And and so you've got all of these things going on where businesses are trying to change their models, channel firms are trying to change their portfolios, and at the root of it all, it's everyone wants to operate a little bit better, and I think they're they're kind of searching for it. Channel firms, I think, are in a unique position, right? I mean, they, they should be eating their own dog food on a lot of this stuff. And that's, that's where, you know, getting back to the beginning of our discussion, yeah. I wonder how much they are. And I wonder if that's something that even as CompTIA, we could focus on a little bit that, you know, rather than pushing so hard to, you know, create the, the messaging that would be on the external layer for a lot of these firms, it would be, here's how you can incorporate some of this stuff on your own. And then that begins to inform the discussion you're having with your clients. Uh, and so you can get more of that buy-in or you can res- you can respond to their demand a little bit better. Oh, well, you just helped me out because I've got to do my, um, my I'm, I'm building the outline for my state of the channel study. And I wanted, I was trying to come up with a, a new set of questions and topic areas that we haven't covered before. And I think this is a good one. Like, all right, how much of this stuff that you're shelling out there to your customers are you actually doing internally? I think that would be, you know, it's just a few questions on that and it would be good data that we can, then, we, then we'll have something to talk about on this particular subject, you know, but um, I, think, uh, I think I'm going to go in that direction. Yeah, well, that'll be your, uh, your next round of presentations at uh, <laughs> other glamorous events in South Florida. 
Glamour, yes. That's <laughs> I'm all about the glamour. All about the glamour. All right. Well, I think we kind of we uh, we we dealt with this one pretty well. Yep. The the report's out on the website right now, right? Comptia.org. It's it published. It is published. Um, it is a premier uh, content report. So, if you are not a Comptia member at that level, become one, and then you can get access to it. However. Uh, we will be doing a press release next week, and so the media will be covering it. And you'll get you can you can definitely read some some editorial that will uh, talk up some of the points in the study. Very good. All righty. All right, my friend. Well, have a great weekend. Yes, I'm looking forward to it. You yeah. too. All right, we'll talk to you next time. All righty, bye bye.